Yo, what's up, dudes? It's Chris from the Bills Dudes. I'm going to walk you through the five stages of grief as I go over the Bills Cardinals postgame autopsy. Cole Beasley, dude's having a career year. I'll go over some of his numbers. Also, Tyler Bass and Dane Jackson, two rookies that have done a tremendous job for the Bills this year, and they only get better week after week. And the Miami Dolphins are breathing down our neck trying to snatch the AFC East title from our grasp. Will it happen? I'll tell you why it will not happen. And I'll tell you what our schedules look like heading down the final six games of the regular season. Bills dudes. Hey dudes, you know what's up? That's right, Pepsi is delicious. It is the unofficial sponsor of the Bills Dudes podcast. And speaking of Hail Marys, I had a Hail Mary experience on Saturday. I hiked a mountain. It was 65 degrees. I was sweating. I worked my ass off. Four miles. I get to this lodge, ski lodge that's open at serving beverages. And I don't see any soft drinks. I only see beer. And I go, do you have a Pepsi? And the bartender looks at me and says, yes, I do. And that was my Hail Mary moment. Unbelievable. Did not think I was going to have a Pepsi on Saturday when I was so thirsty. It quenched my thirst and I was able to hike another three hours on that mountaintop. Thank you, Pepsi. You did the job. You're my MVP this weekend. Hail Mary prayers answered on top of a mountain. Pepsi, the official, unofficial sponsor of the Bills Dudes podcast. Pepsi. Yo, what's up, dudes? It's Chris from the Bills Dudes. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening to the Bills Dudes podcast. Here we are. Bills Cardinals hangover. Yeah, that's right. I honestly, I couldn't do the show yesterday. I couldn't tape the show. I was, I had a Bills hangover, man. We've all been there. And my Bills hangover was so deep. I had nothing. I just, I just wanted to avoid everything. And I wanted to process this, that loss, such a, such a gut punch, wasn't it? I mean, wow, still going through it, still going through it. I'm, as I'm sure a lot of you guys are, you guys are all still going through it. And I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't do a show because I know you guys needed me because I'm your therapist. I'm here to hold your hand. I'm here to walk you through the moments. I told you I'm with you with the highs and I'm with you with the lows. And that was a low of a low right there. I had a friend text me and ask me on a scale of 1 to 10 how I, how bad did I feel, and it was a 10. The reason why it was a 10 is because we worked our ass off to come all the way back. We didn't settle for a field goal to send it to overtime, which I loved. We take the lead and, of course, the catch, the Hail Mary. And you hope for a second that ball squeezes out or you look at the review and you want to see it move around and – and none of that happened. None of it happened. And here we are, seven and three, going into a bye week. And now we have to live with this game while there's all a bunch of football being played this Sunday. The Bills will not be playing. 
and we have to live on for another week trying to wash the just yucky taste from this game out of our mouth, okay? But I'm here to help. How do you feel? Are you angry? Depressed? Numb? All of the above? Maybe the feelings already passed through you and you're on the other side of this. Me? I'm going through the five stages of grief. Obviously, I just talked about the first one, denial. I couldn't believe he caught the ball. I thought it was going to be incomplete. I thought it was going to fall out. Maybe there's a holding call on the other end. took me a little while to get past the denial phase. It, it took me a good 15 minutes. I couldn't believe it happened. Replays. I still thought maybe we're going to, we're supposed to win that game and we're going to do something on the back end. Which, by the way, if Josh Allen can throw the ball 70 yards, why are we running a pitch lateral play on the final kick? Why are we not just catching the ball, kneeling it, and let Josh Allen have his Hail Mary attempt? If the dude can throw it 70 yards, if they're going to squib kick it, kneel it down, you got a second left, chuck it into the end zone. Anyway. You know, did you feel that? That was anger. Yeah, that's right. That That's phase two. Phase two is anger. So I was pissed off. Everybody was pissed off. A lot of my friends I talked to, a lot of the Bills dudes fans I talked to, pissed off, angry. I got videos of people getting beat up with a pillow, punching a pillow, breaking stuff. Anger is the second stage. It's the second phase of grief, okay? People were very upset that we came all the way back and we lost that game and now we're sitting at seven and three anger it sucks it does feels horrible that's a game we should have had and unfortunately lost in all of that that hail mary what was washed over is josh allen's amazing fourth quarter comeback yet another one where he drives us all the way down the field. He runs for a first down. He passes. I mean, the catch that Cole Beasley made on that last drive for six yards, that one-hand OBJ catch was incredible. That's lost in the mix. The Hail Mary washes right over that. And then that 22-yard pass to Diggs in the corner is incredible. I've watched it five or six times over and over again. He drops a freaking dime right in the corner of the end zone where only Diggs can get it. And that should have been it. That should have been ball game. That was an incredible play. That was an incredible pass. And he made it look so easy. And now that's washed away. That's gone. The loss, the Hail Mary, that trumps everything. And you know what I'm doing right now, right? I'm bargaining, right? That's that's a third phase in, in the stages of grief. Stage number three, bargaining. I'm telling myself, well, that they, they should have won the game. They did this pass. There's a lot to take away from Josh Allen doing so well. Tyler Bass, I mean, how about Bass, man? Like I told you guys earlier, that dude, it's his first year on the job. He's got to get some confidence in. He's coming from a smaller school. He's got to make some clutch kicks. He actually kicked three field goals, 54 yards plus, which is the second time in NFL history anybody's kicked that. 
And I believe it's the 12th time in NFL history that anybody's kicked three 50 plus yard field goals in a game. Amazing. So confident, the kid. I mean, he blasted those. Those are probably good from 60 something yards out. Great. There are a lot of good things in this game. However, it just sucks that Josh Allen had that drive. And now it doesn't really mean much because we lost the game. It was an incredible drive. God, you just really like believe in that dude and trust him in the fourth quarters, right? I believe they showed a stat that he has 11 fourth quarter comebacks since 2018, only behind Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. It's amazing. Amazing. The guy's calm. He's neutral, like we talked about. He's neutral. Doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. Moves on to the next play. All right. And then yesterday, I tried to lay down a podcast. I'm sorry. I tried, but I had nothing. I had no energy. I was bummed out. Sad. Laying on my couch. That's stage four in the five stages of grief. Depression. I was depressed yesterday. I had that Bill's hangover. I was very bummed out. And that final drive, the Cardinals had a 7% chance of winning that game. The Bills, that means the Bills had a 93% chance of winning that game. 7% chance and we lost i've been just thinking about all and you you know what you do on, on a on a loss like this after we battled so hard to take that lead you start replaying like what if this happened what if this happened you know this could have been a little bit better right you start you start trying to blame somebody you, you start whose fault is it you kind of watch that final play like was it poyer's fault because he knocked trey white off and he wasn't paying attention they didn't play the ball all the way to when it got down on the turf. Um, is it Mario Addison's fault because he didn't keep contain on that side? He tried to go for the hero play, the sack, when he should have just tried to contain Murray in the pocket and made it a more difficult throw where he couldn't see down the field. I don't know. I thought about this, you know, and I was bummed. But to me, there's been a theme that I think is pretty consistent throughout the season. In the third quarters, in the second half of Bill's games, you saw in that Rams game, you know, you saw in that Seattle game. Our third quarter is not cutting it for whatever reason. So the Bills went up 23-9 in that Cardinal game. And let me tell you the following possessions that happened after we went up 23-9. We had three plays of six yards with a punt that was 12 yards. Three plays of 14 yards with an interception. Six plays, five yards, punt. Four plays, eight yards, punt. And on that drive, there were four penalties for 35 yards. One play, interception. So that's one, two, three, four, five drives where nothing happened except two interceptions and three punts. And what do I tell you? I don't want to punt more than twice a game with this offense. We shouldn't have to especially against a team like the Cardinals who have an, an okay defense. But this was this, this succession of drives is just ridiculous. There's, it's uncalled for with this offense. So wh where do you point a finger there? Is it, you think it's play calling? You, you think it's Josh Allen being a little bit more conservative and not wanting to make a mistake up two scores? I think it's a little bit of both. 
I think they call out of plays when they're up two scores. And they're like, okay, let's not get greedy here. Let's not force something to let the other team back in the game. But as you can see from those numbers, all it does is it puts teams back in the game. We should be having our foot on the pedal and keep scoring. Why are we trying to keep things close to the line of scrimmage and throw around the sticks? Why are we trying to score every time? Why are we taking a deep shot down the field, getting a little bit greedy? I don't believe in any of those drives that I just mentioned. I saw a pass go over 20 yards, 25 yards. Was it maybe even 15 yards? So what's going on? Why why will they not accept the fact that this offense is the engine that drives this locomotive? It carries this team. We should be trying to score every time. We should be looking down the field. There's no problem with that. There's no problem in getting greedy and trying to put more points on the board. Look what happens when you don't. You wind up punting and you give the team three or four opportunities to try to put points on the board. And what did the Cardinals do? They came back and they took the lead because we lost our mojo. We lost our momentum. We weren't putting our foot on the pedal. So if you want to blame something, I think there's a little bit of third quarter coaching philosophy. I don't think this team is that great going into the second half, making adjustments. I think they kind of continue along the path that they're going and they don't realize that they're a little bit figured out and the other team has made a move and they're, they seem slower to adjust for whatever reason. In my mind, what makes Bill Belichick a great coach is if you remember all those times he played the Bills, we were up a lot of those games, not a lot, but maybe 40% of those games. We were up in the first half a lot. You remember that there's a Donald Jones game where he caught like a pass at the beginning of the second half and we went up like 28-3 in a game that we wound up losing. But Bill Belichick was so great at making second half adjustments and you were smothered out. You ran out of moves. That's why Belichick's so great in the second half of ball games. There were a lot of times where the Bills were close. They were down three or they had a seven point lead or whatever at half. And they just got boat raced and would lose by three touchdowns by the end of it because we didn't have any moves left. We didn't make any adjustments. And not all that is on McDermott. I mean, we've seen that happen over time. But when you have a superior coach like Belichick, um, that's where he gets you. So I think this team now I have a little bit something to say about the defense, though, in regards to that, because I think the defense has done a really great job of making adjustments in the second half and making teams think a little bit more of what they want to do on offense and what thought what they thought that they could do. But with the bills on offense, you know, it feels like once halftime hits and third quarter hits they are like, okay, let's just hang on to this thing for dear life and get the win. But, you know, we've seen it in the Rams game and a couple other games where that just doesn't happen like that. That's not how NFL games go. Teams are always in it now. Teams can always come back on you if you have a couple of these crappy drives and interceptions and 12-yard punts. Put teams right back in the game. So that's something I'd like to see the Bills do. I mean, I hate to mention it, but obviously in the Houston game, we were up 16 nothing in the third quarter. We wound up losing that one. So there's something going on in the third quarter. There's something going on with this philosophy. and I just don't know if we run out of bullets or what it is, but something's happening. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but the Cardinals started doing something that we talked about the last couple of weeks. It started with the Titans when they started disguising coverages. Um, they started doing quarters coverage and they started doing more dime coverage with bracket coverage on the outside, which means that they were going to have somebody over the top of a receiver so they couldn't get beat deep. But then that defensive back 
has the option of going to the middle of the field on a on a on a release. It's almost like he's kind of like he's kind of you know like a, an amoeba zone. It's an amoeba defense where you saw Peterson do it a bunch of times where he broke off of his man. He knew he had coverage with the guy he was guarding, and then he got an interception on on, a, on an inside slant route because he read the route and he read Josh Allen. So. You know, a pump, a pump fake could work there. There could be some opportunities, but uh, the ball's got to maybe come out a little bit quicker from Josh Allen. But also, Patrick Peterson is a great athlete and a great player, but he was coming off of his man and just kind of trying to free ball and try to get some picks here and there, and he did get one. But it's the same thing. They were doing a zero blitz, or they were doing dropping back in the zone coverage. So the thing about all those – defensive schemes with Josh Allen is he's got to see them, right? He needs the reps. He's got to see what's happening in front of him and diagnose it and then make the right play. So when things are happening live, you only have a couple seconds to react. These are live bullets coming at you. So I don't really blame Josh Allen in that circumstance. I don't really think that he's, you know, troubled or, or he can't figure it out. I just think he needs to see all these iterations over and over again for him to get just a quicker feel for it. You know, it's just like any skill that you wind up learning. You just have to get the reps in. And I think he just needs the reps to see what's going on with the defense, how to diagnose it. And then what he needs to do to make a play to move the ball down the field. So another thing, what they were doing is they were dropping a lot of defensive backs in the field. And after seeing the, um, the all 22 film there, the, the middle of the field was very wide open. It was very wide open, and I wonder if he doesn't want to run to take hits. He thinks he can pass his way out of that, but I think he has to kind of run 10 yards or 12 yards sometimes if that field's ahead of him just to keep the defense honest, and maybe that'll open things up on the back end. But the middle of the field was wide open because they were dropping so many DBs back that were stuck to to receivers, and um, that could have been an option for us to get some more yards. As far as the running game goes, you know, I don't know whatever it's just whatever it's just we run the ball sometimes just so we can pass more which is fine i'd rather just pass all day in my mind but you got to run the ball sometimes to to make them honest and that's fine that's totally fine but you know josh allen hey what can we say about him he's made the biggest jump i think i've ever seen from a quarterback from year two to year three he's figured a lot of stuff out he's finally using all his tools that he has at his disposal and He's has 21 touchdown passes on the year. He's caught a touchdown pass now. Wasn't that drive great? I mean, that team came out of the gates just like that Houston game, right? They're like, let's not start slow here. Let's get a touchdown right on the board. And they dialed up that play, which was an amazing play. A great toss by McKenzie. And, and Josh was in the end zone on a 12-yard touchdown catch. So, you know, let's 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 give Josh a lot of props. I think he's oh, by the way, he leads the NFL in passing yards. So how about that? When's the last time we saw a Bill, Buffalo Bill quarterback do that? And he's great. He's great. He's having a great year. He should still be in the MVP conversation. And he had a couple mistakes where he, he threw that pick to Peterson. He underthrew a ball on a crossing route. That's going to happen. He has seven now on the year. Um, but when you're throwing as much as he is and you're still kind of learning the game, He's still going to have some mistakes, so just be patient. Let those interceptions happen. Don't get too upset with him because he can definitely make up for it. He can get you a touchdown or two even after interceptions. You watch – I watched the Bears-Vikings game on Monday night, and 
dear God, that was a terrible game. But you watch quarterbacks like Cousins and Foles, and they can't really move, and they're limited in all their abilities and the throws that they can make. Josh Allen can do all the things. You'd rather have him throwing a pick here and there instead of having Nick Foles barely throw it past 10 yards and can't move in the pocket, and Kirk Cousins, who they just want to be super safe with and just not make a mistake. Um Allen's been great. He's been tremendous. This is one of my favorite seasons I've ever experienced uh, with with a Bills quarterback. You know, early in the Kelly days was super exciting because you never lost faith and you knew that we could always put points on the board. That's how I feel about Josh Allen. I just I just think that they're kind of limiting him in in, in times where we have a two score lead, and I think they kind of pull back a little bit, which they shouldn't do. We should still be trying to put up points. We have a kicker that can kick the ball fifty yards. We have the best combo of wide receivers in the game. I mean. Cole Beasley is sneakily putting up the best season of his career. He has 55 catches for 642 yards and three touchdown catches. Um, He's on pace for, you know, 80 something catches over a thousand yards. It'll be his all time best season. He had 11 catches for 109 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. And he was clutch. That one handed catch was probably the best catch of the season. Maybe the best catch in the last two years by any receiver. Um, I can't think of one right now off the top of my head. I mean, Dawson Knox had a great catch against New England. And by the way, Dawson Knox, whoa, holy cow, what happened to that dude? Is that guy, like, headed to bus town now? Because how that penalty, that block in the back penalty was just dumb, just so unnecessary. And how many times do we have to see them make these mistakes? I mean, he he's did that. He missed a block against Houston. He's had terrible holding block in the back penalties before. He's got a really kind of – they got to pull him aside and just talk to him. He needs to be more disciplined. But if anything, please do something on the field, by the way. You know what I mean? Like at least catch a pass or whatever. I just, he's been just basically gone all year. I haven't, he hasn't made an impact on the game from what I've seen. He's missed some blocks. He's had some terrible holding penalties. I don't know what happened to that dude. He's regressed from last year. And I thought we had a nice tight end to move forward with in the future, like a, a Zach Ertz type, but he's nowhere close to Zach Ertz. I don't know. Is he even a Mike Gusecki? Is he, is he a Trey Burton? I don't think so. I don't know what's going on with him. I think Croft's had a better year at tight end, and I didn't care if he had Croft at all last year. So that guy's got to really get his stuff together, you know. But, you know, this offense is running on all cylinders right now, and I think we should just keep going with it. We play the, we play the Chargers the week after the bye, and I expect more of the same. I expect some, some new wrinkles in the offense, and it's going to be fun to watch. That game's going to be another shootout game because Justin Herbert is dealing. That guy can play quarterback. He's throwing the ball really well. He's fully confident. He's showing all his tools. What a great draft pick by the Chargers. But the Bills should have a couple more tools in the toolbox coming out of this bye, and they should and they should have, have a chance to, to make an impact. But listen, we're 7-3. and three. We're still in first place in the AFC East. We're basically one game up on Miami. Miami ha- plays this week. They play Denver. They should probably win that game. And we'll be tied, but we have the tiebreaker because we beat them head-to-head. But their schedule is easy. They play Cincinnati and the Jets coming up. And let me tell you, this is probably going to come down to week 17. I think without a doubt, Miami's going to make the playoffs. And whether they win the division or not, that's that's in our hands. That's We're week 17 home game against Miami. That will be for the division, I think. Because, true, while Miami does play K- 
Kansas City and, and the Raiders coming up. We have some tough games. We play at San Francisco. We play at New England. We play at Denver. Not easy for us. You know, we have six games left and we have to win at least four of those, four out of six. So we can't have any slip ups. I, I say 11 and five wins us the, the division. And Miami's just right on our tail and we have to keep winning. So I think we're good. And I also think, you know what? Kudos to the defense. The defense has, has really come along the last four weeks. Ever since something happened in the second half of that Jets game, something clicked. And that team kind of found an identity. And they've been getting turnovers. They've been getting sacks. We've been blitzing a lot more. They're more aggressive. Although I will say there was a third and 13 in that Arizona game. And what happened? We rushed four, didn't put any pressure on, didn't put a blitz on. Murray kind of runs out of the pocket, scampers for a first down for a 13, 14-yard gain. And that's what happens when they do that. On a third and 13, they got to send people. They can't just lay back and rush four because quarterbacks these days are too good. It just takes a guy getting open for a second. We just can't get there with four. That's that's just the way it is. They have to accept that. But hats off to the defense because we've missed Milano. We've had some guys injured. Dane Jackson. I mean, Dane Jackson. Let's talk about Dane Jackson for a second. So he's played two games with the Bills. He had an interception in his first game that he played. In this game, he has a fumble recovery and some an tackle for a loss and, and some nice plays. He got injured, and I thought, I thought he tore his ACL the way he held his knee and the way it was kind of a non-contact injury. But he was on the field for the Hail Mary play, and he should be good going forward. I don't know if it's time to cut bait with Norman and keep Jackson up top because I don't know how many times that they can pull Dane, Dane Jackson up to the to the roster to fill a COVID spot. But I just hope to – I want to see him more on the field. I think he's got it. He's got that mentality. And I think we found a gem there in Dane Jackson. And I'd like to see him on the field more than Josh Norman. But, you know, A.J. Klein is kind of – we're using him the right way. They just keep him around the line of scrimmage, and he's making plays along the line of scrimmage, whether batting down balls or putting pressure on quarterback. I love I love what he's done, and obviously he's accepted my apology, so I think we're good now. I think we're friends. And then Edmonds has been more aggressive. His angles are getting better when he's covering. He's done a great job back there. Poyer has been going after – you know, he's been at the line of scrimmage. He's been getting sacks. He's been a menace in the box. He had that fumble recovery that Drake coughed up that easy turnover. And uh, he's been doing, he had an interception as well. He's been doing great. So I don't know. I, I think that the defense is finally coming along. We're almost at full strength with Milano back. We're going to see what we have, but I hope they keep this aggressive mentality. I like how they've kind of pivoted towards a more aggressive defense to try to get turnovers, to try to make it tougher on quarterbacks instead of sitting back and in those zone defenses and getting picked apart. So hats off to Frazier, hats off to McDermott for, for going that route. But yeah, I mean, it's Tuesday. We had, I had a day to digest that bills loss and I'm in the fifth stage right now. The fifth stage of grief, acceptance. So I'm accepting this loss on Sunday. It still hurts. It still bums me out, but I'm here for you. So send me a message at Bill's Dudes on Twitter. Let me know what's going on. Let me know if you're okay. I'm here for you. Send some questions. Just 
send some concerns. Just tell me how you feel. I'm a good listener. I'm going to be here for you. It was a tough loss on Sunday. And I finally reached the fifth stage today and that's acceptance. And that's why I'm able to deliver you guys this, this wonderful pod. Okay. All right, guys. Well, listen, COVID's all over the place. Okay. It's breaking loose all over this country. Be careful this weekend. As always, I often recommend apple picking or a walk in the country or a mountain hike. If you have a Sunday to do whatever you want, build some equity with that family, do some family stuff, arts and crafts, bake something, tell your wife or girlfriend how much you care about them, hold their hand, go out for ice cream, throw the ball around the yard, rake leaves, do some stuff outdoors, get some fresh air, enjoy your family on Sunday. This is going to be a great season. Remember, one of the reasons why I'm accepting this loss today, the, the, the one thing that got me past the, the depressed, the grief, is yes, we lost that game. But you know what? We're going to be in the mix in January. From now on, as long as Josh Allen is our quarterback, I'm looking towards January. You know what that means? That's playoff time. We're going to be in the playoff hunt every year as long as Josh Allen is our quarterback. And that gets me so excited and it gets me so pumped up. I'm looking towards January. Before I was looking at, I would look at the schedule and go, okay, we need this here to happen. This game lost. We need this team to win, whatever. You know what? I'm just thinking about home game in January when we win the division and moving on to playing either the Chiefs or the Steelers in round two, because that's who we're likely going to play. And I'll get into that in a podcast later this week. I'm going to do a bi-week breakdown of the season. But I'm telling you, Look forward to January. That makes you feel a lot better about this loss. And hopefully things will turn in our favor. Because I think we have something special still. We really do. This team's great. This is one of my favorite seasons so far that I've ever experienced as a Bills fan. And enjoy it. Enjoy it week by week. And look forward to January. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Appreciate you guys. Love ya. Bills dudes. Out.